tasty freeze. What a treat. You be the judge. Mike Kerb, a candidate for lieutenant governor, denies he had any control over the content of this movie. You be the judge. Look what's cooking at Tasty Freeze. Big tea burgers and double cheeseburgers with everything. Yet the American Film Institute says it's about torture and drugs. And hot dogs don't hold the mustard. Mike Kerb made a lot of money on films like these aimed at teenagers, but denies his responsibility. Isn't it time for Mike Kerb to stop hiding the truth? Tasty Freeze. Mmm. You be the judge. Podcast. We have a terrific episode for you folks today. I'll be traveling back in time to alter the past, saving us from the icy apocalypse that has grasped us in its frosty clutches. Running the soundboard and staying behind to guide me is Henry Francis Tottenham. Morning, Roy. Did you have a good weekend, Sports Chief? <laughs> yeah, well, I was snowed in. Oh, it's a cold one out there. I'll say. But not for long. Great. We here at the Roy H. Pomeroy Podcast aim to make a change. We are mere minutes away from the opening of a time portal. So while I get dressed in my antique diving suit, let's hear the latest medical log out of the Brimley Secret Cinnamon Times Royal Headquarters Mobile Medical Unit. Roll that log, Henry. Right. Stand by. Nurses Log, Samantha Wheeler at the Voice Action Guild Mobile Hospital Unit. I'm pulling a solo all-nighter. Dr. Nicholson had to run out of here. I guess things are pretty hairy over in Glendale. You know, frankly, I'm not even a real nurse. I'm a voice actress. I don't know what half of this stuff is. What is this? Pills? (laughs) This isn't pills. These are mints. And with Jack out there in the snow, that leaves me alone, again, triaging these human popsicles. We got frostbite, ice syndrome, acute freezer burn. I even got one case of the shivers. How do you treat the shivers? I'm just gonna take a deep breath. All right, calm down, Samantha. Back to the log. The thermometer is hovering around negative three degrees of island nation Fahrenheit. I've got only two more open beds. And as you left, Jack broke the autoclave, heating up a wonderful California-style medical breakfast snack muffin. And I'm sorry to say we're running dangerously low on plasma, and we're down to seven packs of hot cocoa with miniature marshmallows. So it's miskind. Yep, the old missus from Switzerland has saved many a man's life. I've got 12 blankets on the macho man. Any more could kill him. Ever see a man die of blanket poisoning? It ain't pretty. Shut up, Randy. We're all cold. Better check the radio. See if there's any updates. The massive snowfall shows no sign of letting up this evening, and the sheriff's department is shifting from avalanche cleanup to a major evacuation. Mm. The snow is over 20 feet deep in some mountain communities. Wow. No avalanche control can be done in this. Looks like we'll be getting new customers. Slide... Oh my god. Operation Tasty Freeze. Never thought it would come to this. Roy says he's heading back in time to stop this freaky snow scene. If I don't freeze solid by supper time, I'll update the medical log. Gotta go anyway. Looks like Brimley's dentures are chattering off to Palm Springs. All right. Medical log out. Wonderful. We thank secret nurse Samantha Wheeler for that medical log update. 
Hold on, Sam. We'll soon reverse all this Mike Curb nonsense and restore California. And perhaps the whole union by surgically altering the past. Mm -hmm. I cannot sit here and allow Karen Carpenter and the forces of evil times business prevail over the natural Golden State righteousness that I know burns like an orange 1982 sunset in the heart of all good island nationals. We're T-minus less than a minute. All right. I am about to put my diving helmet on. My helmet is on. Calm system check. Roy H. Pomeroy. Roy H. Pomeroy! Yep, levels are good. Tremendous. Diving suit pressure at sea level and holding. How's my heart rate? Am I alive? <laughs> You're alive. All right, just checking, Henry. 12 seconds to time portal. My radiation meter seems to be going off the charts. Any second now, a bright ball of light should be appearing before my very eyes. T-minus one second. There she is. All right, you're go for time travel, Roy. I am stepping through a fissure in reality into a realm of pure light satisfaction. Good luck, Roy. Yes, I'll need it. There he goes. I hope he can fix the past. While Roy's gone, maybe we could do like a clip show? Wait, what the heck? Something's coming in over the radio. Damn it! I can't jam the signal! Attention, Island Nationals. This is Karen Carpenter, Supreme Commander of the Mike Curb Congregation and ex-member of the pop-soft rock duo The Carpenters. I have only one demand. You will give me the one called Roy H. Pomeroy by noon tomorrow. In exchange, I will consider raising the temperature to 33 degrees Fahrenheit, allowing a temporary melt. But be warned, failure to bring Pomeroy before my throne would be ill-advised. Know this. Our freezer goes to absolute zero. I await your total obedience. Carpenter out. Holy dippin' dots! Meanwhile, in the magenta realms of time. Henry, can you hear me? Henry, come in. It's no use. We've lost radio communication. I find myself in a strange land. A vast desert of fog and rock. A world hewn and eroded by pink mist. I see a figure on the horizon approaching me. Half man, half bird. Wearing a most curious robe of white. Halt. Who goes there? I am Roy H. Pomeroy, spirit. And who might you be? I am the guardian of time. What business do you have here in my magenta time realm? I mean to visit the past and spruce it up and fix old mistakes. How far through the mists of time do you wish to travel? 1981. On this date. Are you traveling for ill? Or for sake of goodness? For goodness sake. I'm here to try and stop a California frost apocalypse. Operation Tasty Freeze. Hey, that's your business. This is a transaction, too. All right. One year equals one coin of gold. Sure, here's an island nation of California dollar coin of gold. Thanks. Would you be interested in signing up for my time rewards program? Uh... Save 10%. All right, sign me up. You have just saved 10%. Righteous. So, 81 is right through this glowing triangular portal? Yes. Enjoy.
here I am at the Voice Actors Guild Studios in 1981, Glendale, California, in the United States of good old America. Ronald Reagan is president, and my old penny collection is worth something. Now to stash this dining suit in Dennis's Janeteer's closet. Alright, now that I have stashed my diving suit, it is time to make my way to the checkpoint for the first time objective. Henry, I don't know if you can hear me through this radio comlink, but I have acquired the visual target in my sights. His hair is swept into a sort of greasy pompadour, and he has a very pointy collar. Here he comes. H out. Morning, Roy. You're awfully early, Guild Brother. Oh, you got that right. Looks like you're wrapping up your session. You know how I love to work the graveyard shift, Roy. All them boogaloo children. Marvelous. <laughs> so, uh, Wolfman Jack. Uh huh. I heard a 1981 rumor that later today, Mike Kerb is planning to wreck up the Beatnik Bandits, your far out hot rod. What did you just say to the Wolfman? Oh, just some loose talk that Michael Kerb is planning on possibly doing some uh, automobile damage, some body stuff to your car or destroying it. Kerb! Yes, you got that right, Guild Brother. Mike Kerb. Roy, who hipped you to that fact? Oh, I'm sure it doesn't matter. It's just some, it's just some dumb rumor. What kind of far-out crime stopper tipped you to such a thing, Roy? I promise not to tell. I implore you. All right, if you insist and implore. <laughs> Well, don't tell nobody, but Sarah over at the self-storage place said that Kerb was in there last night vowing vehicular revenge on your sports car. Said that the Beatnik Bandit was in fact a Beatnik Lemon. Lemon? Yes. He said Lemon? Yes, unfortunately. About the Beatnik Bandit? I'm afraid so. Ow. <laughs> now, Wolfman, don't get angry. Get even. Look, I'm just the messenger. I I know it's not a lemon. It's the fastest car on the West Coast. <laughs> well, I'm sure this is just a rumor, and it was, or it was just a bunch of you know wild talk. He was blowing off steam. All right, uh, pay it no mind. That is crazy. It's crazy. There's no way mm -hmm. Michael Kerb is gonna lay a loving finger right. on my purple beatnik. Bandit Street Rod Machine, fastest and best car in the USA. Oh, it's a damn fine automobile. That's right. So, uh, what you gonna do? Here's what I'll do, Roy. I'll push my best men on it. It is far better to be safe than sorry. That's right. Two of my best men, radios, right. binoculars, okay. muffins, sure. California coffee, yes. sandwiches, ah. bottle rockets. Dangerous. Pizza. Delicious. And do you plan on attending this attempted automotive crime? Oh, let me tell you, Roy, if Michael Kerb shows, I'll be there right. with a flurry of punches, a windmill punch, a foot stomp, sure. a tremendous punch in the belly. Revenge is a dish best served cold, but how cold are you willing to go? As cold as a slab down there in the Glendale morgue. Ah, very good. That's right. Yes. Cops don't touch the wolfman. Cops love the wolfman. Ow! Well, in that case, why don't you take this? It's an M17 laser rifle. M17 laser rifle? Yeah, she's a beaut. My goodness, 
Aren't these illegal? Not for self-defense. And if anyone should threaten your family or your automobile, you just vaporize them with a blast of lasers. Okay. All right, Roy. You take care, baby. Ow! That ought to wrap it up for that time, Murder. And now for time objective number two. Duck into this abandoned office on the first floor and make a brief telephone call. Five. 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 Three. Three. Nine. And nine, mein Führer. It is ringing just as I have foreseen. For I am the traveler of... Hello? Uh, yes, hello. Is this Karen Carpenter? Yes, this is Karen Carpenter. I just wanted to say I'm a big fan of your pop slash soft rock sound. Thanks. Who's this? I'm an anonymous 1981 uh, friend from the not future. That's your boyfriend, Mike Kerb. Yeah? He's wrong for you, and he's wrong for California. I saw him pinching ladies and women all around town. He pinched in Glendale. He pinched in the Atwater Village. No. He pinched in Century City. Really? Santa Monica Pier is another pinching location. Impossible. He just can't get enough of that pinchy stuff. This is a shock. So kick Mike to the curb, will you? My blood is boiling and my eyes are furious flames. All right. Thanks. Oh, you're quite welcome. I'll speak to you in the future. Bye-bye. Have a charming day. A short while later, back in the realm of the Time Guardian. How'd it go? Oh, fine, I should say. Nice. Did you know my mother was a time dove and my father an eagle of time? Oh, is that a, is that a fact? Yep, that's right. I, I see. Uh... They fought a lot. They blame me for their troubles. Yes, that's quite unfortunate. I do have to be making my way back to uh, 1982, to the present. Oh. Yes. Okay. I thank you for your assistance, Time Guardian. I shall not forget you. Take care, then. Voice Action Guild, Mobile Medical Unit. Nurse Samantha Wheeler reporting. Something really extraordinary just happened. The snow disappeared? Not melted, vanished. One second we were pom-poms deep in frosted flakes, and the next thing I knew, it was all gone. Now, sure, I know Roy was heading back in time to change the past, but I thought that things would change sensibly. You know, the snow would melt, but not before we all had a chance to go skiing, or white Christmas in the desert. It's 70 degrees, and I had to send everyone home. Now I'm alone, and the guild members took all the snacks, and left a huge mess. And I've got to take inventory of all the supplies, and we're missing a five-count box of horse stimulants. And don't get me started on the... Wait, what was I talking about? Was I talking about snow? It doesn't snow in the desert. I think I'm having deja vu. Yeah, that's what it is, deja vu. I guess I was organizing the medical files. Hey, honey, what I miss? I'm home. Where have you been? You don't remember? I was delivering first aid kits to the Supreme Commander of the Island Nation of L.A. Yes, all hail the Supreme Dictator of the Island Nation of Los Angeles, Bob Dylan, a.k.a. Sir Robert Zimmerman. 
May he reign for 1,000 years. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Well, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to be in my office for about four hours staring at a wall with a blank expression on my face. Meanwhile, back at the Voice Actors Guild, it's me, it's Roy H. Pomeroy. I'm back, Henry. I'm back from my time sojourn to right the wrongs of the past using trickery, deceit, and murder. Oh, hey, Roy. How's everything going over here? Mm, fine. What were you talking about? The secret mission I was on? The time-traveling thing, Henry? <laughs> Say what? All right, young man, enough funny stuff. Congratulate me. What'd you do, land a new account or something, or...? Henry... Uh, I don't get this. This is an impertinence of outrageous proportions. What are you talking about? I'm talking about time itself, Henry. Is this about the Weathens account? Oh, my havens and my stars and rainbows and butterflies and holographic unicorn stickers. What's up? Let me just look out this window here. All right, take your time. It appears to be 70 degrees of California Fahrenheit. Yeah, all week long. The weather is fair. Right. Which is what I wanted. Okay. But Henry appears to be suffering from some sort of time amnesia. Amnesia? No, I feel fine. Answer me this. Is California still an island nation? No, California was never an island nation. Oh, wow. All right. Los Angeles County is an island nation. What have I done? I don't know. Actually, this is not so bad. I gotta say, you're kind of acting weird. All right, pop quiz. Oh, yeah? What year is this? You always are like this on Mondays. This is 1982. And who is the mayor of Los Angeles? Our leader is Bob Dylan. Oh, naturally. Does he have a podcast? Mm Mm-hmm. It's the number one podcast, of course. Right. It's our leader's podcast. And what about my podcast? Yeah, you've got a podcast, too. It's, It's pretty good. What are the latest numbers? You're in the top 100, I think. So, 50? Oh, that would be nice. No, I think it's more like 70. All right. Like, high 70s. Do we have any whiskey? You know we don't have whiskey. The leader forbids it. And what else is forbidden in this crazy world, Henry? Magazines. <laughs> recycling. Yes. Higher education. My God, you just you you just sit in this studio and you accept this? This is just a fact of life for you, Henry? Of course, Roy. And you don't want to fight back against this uh, totalitarian oppression? Of course not, Roy. Why? Bob Dylan is our supreme commander. All hail Bob Dylan. You sound for all the world like a digital robot, Henry. I've never thought I'd live to see the day where you sound like a digital robot. You may actually be a digital robot. Am I? Have I gone mad? Is this a world of madness? <sighs> Calm down, Roy. This is a madhouse. A madhouse. Bob Dylan gets us. <sighs> yeah, right. He takes care of our needs. Oh, that's nice. He provides for the common good. All right, can't argue there. He's totally groovy. That remains to be seen. Okay. I think I shall arrange an audience with His Majesty Bob Dylan, who rules us all with his digital fist. He's not digital. Henry, have you ever heard of someone called Mike Kerb? Yeah, the guy that Wolfman killed. The washed-up producer? Yeah, he used to go out with Karen Carpenter. It's like I've arrived home after a long time's uh, vacation and everything's been differentized in my home by some sort of magician. Am I making any sense here? Am I clear? Not really. By the tunic of the Time Guardian, the half-bird, half-man god of the psychedelic threshold area. Can I ask you something, Roy? Yes. Did you get bonked on the head with a coconut? Fiddlesticks to that notion, Henry. I am the only sane man left on Earth, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You can all take a ride. All right, we'll take rides. Oh? Uh, So we have a lot of work today. Oh, yeah, all work. Oh, that's so important. 
let's just uh, let me review my notes here. Let's see what we got. Simple. Ah, yes. Just one page. Casio. Casio Tone Home Electric Pianos. Pianos. It's pronounced pianos. All right. You want to just go for it? Sure. Let's just go for it. You don't know the day I've had, Henry. Can we get some levels? I should say not. Okay. Would you like some piano music? All right. Casio Tone 701 Home Music Keyboard. You're only getting one, so this better be good. Take one. Rolling. The Casio Tone 701 Keyboard. It's our answer to the musical question, what's next? And not only is it easily the most advanced musical instrument of its kind today, it's the easiest to play. With its magic wand, it can read barcoded music, also a Casio invention, store it in its digital memory bank, and play it back. Or it can teach you to play it by leading your fingers through a tune with computer-activated lights. And even if it has the good manners, should you miss a key, not to sound a wrong note. If this electronic wizardry sounds good to you, wait till you hear how good our 701 sounds and how many sounds it has. With over 20 different instruments, plus drum fills and 16 background rhythms to play with, your ears won't believe it's your fingers playing. Casio's noted technical virtuosity is also available in the battery-operated MT40 and portable CT403 stage instrument. And of course, the Casio tones are priced to beat the band, so if you've ever wondered what it would be like to play the next generation of keyboard instruments, you'll be amazed at how easy it is to get your hands on the answer. Whichever Casio tone strikes the right chord with you, Casio and you are destined to make beautiful music together. Great, Roy. Tagline? Casio. Where miracles never cease. Uh, one more. Casio, where miracles never cease. How about one like you're very tired and you just got back from a time-traveling adventure and you've gone crazy? Casio, where miracles never cease. One more? I refuse to do another. Okay. That's just gonna have to be good enough. I'm sure it's fine. Henry, tell me. Yes, Roy? Does mankind still break for lunch? Yeah. Would you break bread with a silly old time traveler like myself from the good guy dimension? Yeah, sure. Hamburger Hamlet? After the day I had, a hamburger would sound like music to my eyes. Great, you're buying. To the Hamburger Hamlet? Radical! The Roy H. Pomeroy Podcast is a production of me, Roy H. Pomeroy, the last sane man on a crazy world that has been all altered by my fishing around in the past trying to straighten stuff out. I guess the lesson here is don't do stuff in the past. Do stuff in the present, all right? Our sponsor was... I don't believe we had a sponsor. Our editor was Ted Ehlers. Special assistance provided by Catherine Ehlers and Marion Ehlers. Additional assistance was also provided by Jim Ryu. And super-duper assistance was rendered by Peter Duchesne. All content is copyright 1981 and 1982. We are in a parallel dimension, and I will see you in Season 3. Righteous.
Yes. Did you read the article in the L.A. Times today? Yes. About you and I right now mm-hmm. are breathing micro-diamonds. That's right. Oh. Micro-diamonds, Roy. Micro-diamonds? They said it was uh, asteroids smashing together and uh, kicking up all this diamond dust. Oh, I had assumed it was about industrial diamond residue. I was confused. Mm-hmm. I had to read the article again to understand. That's right. So this is a space diamond dust. And we're breathing this right now? Yeah, that's right. We're breathing right now. These are from collisions in outer space in our Earth's orbit? Millions and millions of years ago. So this predates the diamond ring industry with its various shavings and filings. Dust produced by diamonds. That's right. And our lungs are simply filling with this stuff. Diamond dust. I wonder if it's dangerous. Look it up. I will look it up. I'm headed to the library. On my way home, I need to find out some stuff. Roy. Yes? I thought I saw John Lennon. Yes. Beetle. Oh, he's a friend of our show. He's a friend of the podcast. That's quite a get, Roy. Oh, he's a tremendous boon to the ratings because he listens to his own episodes so many times. Is he Italian, Roy? Oh, yes. Beetle John Lennon is very Italian. You want to get an Italian for that job? It only stands to reason, Wolfman. Ha <laughs> ha! Wolfman Jack. <laughs> this jacket. <laughs> <laughs>